0: Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Arizona Coyotes, Part 2. This time we have Richie Flores of Fox Sports 910 in Arizona. Richie, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you for uh, having me on. As I told you beforehand, it's uh, always beautiful to connect with people from around the country and uh, spread the gospel that is the Arizona Coyotes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so tell the people where they can find you, because you're a new one for us.
1: Yeah, so... um, I uh, work for Fox Sports 910 here in Phoenix, which is the official station of the Arizona Coyotes. So we broadcast all their games, um, and you can hear the games on the iHeartRadio app. Um, I cover them, uh, FoxSports910.com, all that good stuff. And then I also host an Arizona Coyote-centric podcast. It's called uh, Sporty with Corey and Richie, and uh, it's part of the Hockey Podcast Network, which is uh, brand new this year, and uh, the network as a whole has podcasts for all 31 NHL teams. So if you're looking for more hockey content, you can go find them on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. And then you can follow myself on Twitter
0: at RFlores91. Excellent job. I think we got everything there. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> so the Flyers and the Coyotes last played almost exactly one month ago when the Coyotes beat the Flyers 3-1. to one. Um, Give me a, a little spark notes version of what's been going on for the Coyotes in the last month.
1: Yeah, well, it's been interesting to say the least. I'd say, like I, I describe the Calgary season this year so far as fun, but the biggest note since the last time we played was is the injury to Darcy Kemper. He got ah. hurt a couple weeks ago in a game where at home, where he gave up seven goals to the Minnesota Wild, and for whatever reason, Rick Tockett decided to keep him in. After all these goals and he got uh, hurt uh, late in the third period with probably, I don't know, I'd say three minutes to go when the game was already, you know, over and out of hand. And so the original diagnosis for him was week to week. um, And that was, you know, middle of December, probably. So (laughs) he's not he's not expected back until after the All-Star game. Um, So since then, the Coyotes have kind of been treading water a little bit. They had a three game losing streak. They won their last two games. Um, they've struggled at home continuously. So, uh, And through all that, somehow, still second place in the Pacific Division.
0: Yeah, it's, like, wild for me, anyway, because I, I don't pay a ton of attention to the Western Conference until the playoffs start. And for me, kind of like the Arizona, Arizona Coyotes are always kind of, like, perpetually the early aughts Phoenix Coyotes, where they were just – Bad and we all accepted that they were bad and that's just what it was. Um, but they're like actually good now and it's hard for me to like accept that the Arizona Coyotes are actually good. <laughs> it's like a, it's just like a weird thing um, for me. But I guess another thing that's new um, since we last played is Taylor Hall, right? You guys got Taylor Hall.
1: Did that happen? Oh yeah, that? for no, it, it, happened, I, it happened. It happened. Yeah, happened after uh, we played the Flyers last. Yeah. And, uh, geez, how did I not mention him off the top? My God. That's small. Uh,
0: he, That's small detail.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he's been, everything as advertised. I mean, you've seen him more in the past than I have. Like I said, like, yeah. kind of like you, I don't really pay too much attention to the Eastern conference. So I didn't watch a lot of New Jersey Devils hockey. So I didn't get a chance to see him play all that much. Um, other than the dark days in Edmonton, um, when he was a thorn to Coyotes side back then, but he's been everything as advertised. He has, I believe, it's five points in eight games now, and he has now found some new chemistry with a couple of line mates now that Rick Toguchi's thrown out there the last uh, couple games. And so, if you're a Flyers fan watching this game, that's you have to find a way to stop this new dominant top Coyotes line. And are you ready? Are you ready for the names that Taylor Hall is playing with? That is gonna yeah. send. That's gonna scare the crap out of out of your fellow Flyers fans. Oh
0: God, yeah, I'm ready.
1: So Taylor Hall is playing on a line that is centered by Christian Dvorak, and the other wing is Connor Garland. <laughs> <laughs> and you, it's names that most hockey fans aren't gonna know, but I will tell you that over the last three games that they've been together. They've been the best line on the ice for both teams. They have been dominant. They're, uh, Christian Dvorak looks like uh, like the player he was back in junior with with the London Knights, putting up shots and goals galore. And uh, that's if you're the Flyers, that's the line you got to stop.
0: Okay. I'm glad you brought that up because that was something I was going to ask you, kind of if you were to give me the one thing that's going to kill the Flyers in this game, it's it's going to be that line then.
1: I, w- I would say so, yes. But I mean, it's you're kind of picking your poison too, because um, as we're recording, we're recording on uh, on Friday. The Coyotes played last night mm-hmm. at home against the Anaheim Ducks, and they did something that they've never done in the history of their franchise, which is all twelve forwards scored at least a point against the Ducks. Oh that wow! Impressive.
0: That is impressive. Yeah. That's super impressive. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Um, which is, I mean, that's probably the. Go ahead. Oh, no. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish. Finish your thought. No. Yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, that's probably the biggest, th- the best thing that the Coyotes have this year outside of their goaltending and their defense is, you know, they don't have a lot of star players per se. that yeah. A lot of people are going to know outside of Taylor Hall and Phil Kessel. But what they do have is they have a roster that was built spectacularly by GM John Chica to where. Their depth, I think, is some of the best in the Western Conference, at least. And that, last night was the perfect encapsulation of that. Um, and that's how the Coyotes win hockey games: is they get scoring and through all four lines. And I, it's kind of like I, it's kind of tough to like pick out, oh, this is the top line, this is the second line, this is the third line, this is the fourth line, because everybody ha- mm-hmm. in, in Rick Tockett's system, everybody has to pitch in in order for the Coyotes to do well. And if there's a line that's weak then you're not going to win a lot of hockey games.
0: Yeah, I made a joke last time I did this um, with someone from SB Nation that I had no idea who Nick Schmaltz was and I don't know where he came from, but apparently he's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah, he's been... Of the movies. Nick Schmaltz, who knew? Yeah, absolutely, yeah, he's...
1: Uh, again, he was kind of stuck in Chicago there for a bit mm-hmm. where he just needed a change of, a change of scenery, right? And then Ever since he's come to the Coyotes, last year he got hurt after I believe he was 17 games, but he was still damn near a point per game player. And then this year he picked up right where he left off, and uh, he's been, you know, one of the Coyotes' most consistent forwards. Um, and he's been he's been fun to watch this year too. And and luckily for the Coyotes, they signed him to a long-term contract for I think like five or six years. Um, so he has a, he has a chance to be a a Coyote for a long time to come and the Coyote fans love watching him play, even though he is probably one of the quietest players on the roster.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to build off this Darcy Kemper injury a little bit, um, I was looking over some numbers and I saw that the, the Coyotes penalty kill, is pretty good so far Mm -hmm. this year, sixth in the league. Um, has that been because of the goaltending or is that a team effort?
1: Uh, it's been, it's been weird. Like, so at the very beginning of the season, now last year, remember to set this up, they were, I believe they finished a third or fourth in the league they finished in the top five for sure in in their penalty killing department. But earlier this season, they lost, um, one of their top defensemen in Nicholas Jalmerson, um, to a knee injury. He had surgery. He's still out. He'll probably be back. Um, my guess is, uh, probably by... Around the same time, Darcy Kimber comes back by the All-Star break. But after they lost Jalmerson, their penalty kill kind of started to fade and started to show a lot of holes in their game. But all of a sudden, over the last like I'd say probably two weeks now or so, it's starting to rebound. And uh, and that's how, like I said before. That's like how the Coyotes play. Is they play Rick Tocchet's system is a very defensive type system. Um, where they lock it down defensively and they just frustrate you. And I think that's what the Cowboys did last time they played in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is they, is they didn't get their 11th shot on goal. I remember until like halfway through the third period and somehow they still managed to win the game. And that was because of their defense and their
0: goaltending. So you've given us the thing that we need to look out for that Taylor hall line. That shockingly enough is good because Taylor hall Mm -hmm. is ridiculous. Um, (laughs) What is the thing that you would say is the most glaring weakness on this team that the Flyers might be able to exploit?
1: That is a a good question. Um, Lately, it's been it's been the Cowboys' propensity to you know make mistakes essentially. So like you know what's been happening like they played the Dallas Stars recently, and if you watch the Winter Classic. Take the, exactly what happened in the winter classic where the stars were down in the second period down by two goals and they scored four straight to win that game and had a, played a great third period. That's basically what happened when the Stars of the coyotes too, which is the stars just forced the coyotes into making mistakes defensively and that's how you beat the, that's how you beat them. You just force the coyotes to make mental mistakes in their own zone. And, I, like, for, like, for me, anyway, like, the, the weakest point of the team is probably their bottom pairing defensively, which lately has been uh, Jodan Osterley and Ilya Labushkin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those guys, at times of the season, they really haven't looked like an NHL-level pairing. Um, and so if somehow, some way, the Flyers can exploit those matchups and get their top unit out there against the bottom pairing defensively, Maybe that's how the Flyers win this game. And, you know, honestly, like, if I'm picking who's going to win, I think the Flyers should be favored in this game because (laughs) the Coyotes, somewhat impressively, actually, have yet to win three consecutive games at home all season. And they're 10-10-1 at home in Glendale this year,
0: which is crazy. Well, I'm going to ask you for a prediction later. But that's Mm -hmm. kind of fun because the Flyers are absolutely horrible on the road this season. So we're going to have a terrible (laughs) home team playing a terrible Mm -hmm. road team. Should be a real party for everybody. (laughs) Um, Next thing I want from you is a player who we might not know about, um, but that's playing super well that you think might impact this game a bit.
1: Um, So I've been trying to preach to everybody that's asked me this uh, on my podcast Uh, on Twitter as much as I possibly can, which is, um, I think, a name that more national people should start paying attention to is Jacob Chikrin. He's a 21-year-old defenseman. Um, He's got 10 goals this season, which is, I believe, uh, top six or seven in the league for goals by a defenseman this year. And he is the defenseman with Nicholas Jalmerson out that has been drawing the uh, some of the uh, most ice time on the Coyotes defensively, and he's also been getting the assignments of playing against Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, the top lines for pretty much everybody around the league, and he's succeeded pretty much every time he's done it. Um, I think he's been maybe the most consistent Coyote all season long when it comes to that, and he's only 21 years old for goodness' sake, which is insane because he's coming off a couple knee surgeries over the last couple seasons, but he's been healthy this year and it's starting to show his offensive game was slow to, you know, slow to get going at the beginning of his career, but he's starting to find himself lately. And, uh, uh Flyers fans, get ready to watch Jacob chicken play hockey. Cause if you're just hockey fans in general, Jacob chicken plays hockey the right way. He's so fun to watch. And he's a name that I think people around the league are going to start hearing more and more of as, uh, as, Maybe not this year as a Norris contender, although in my county's heart, I would love to see it. At some point <laughs> down the road, he's a guy that you have to watch out for to getting, um, conver- entering that Norris trophy conversation.
0: Yeah, the uh, NHL director for SB Nation, Steph Driver, she's also a part of our blog. She's been obsessed with him since he was drafted, so she'll be super pumped mm-hmm. to hear you say that. <laughs> nice. Um Kind of, just generally, something that I want to ask you is, like, how pumped are you and the rest of the Arizona Coyotes community about the fact that this is going to be a playoff team?
1: Uh, it's, it's growing for sure. Um, this is the best season attendance-wise the Coyotes have had in over a decade, which is pretty crazy. They're getting better attendance this year than they were during their playoff runs of 2009, 2010, 2011. Um, they're drawing nearly 15,000 a game over the last three games, They've had one sellout and they've had nearly 15,000 people in attendance. So the Coyotes right now are the best team in Arizona, uh, hands down. Obviously the Arizona Cardinals are crap. They had five wins this year. The Phoenix Suns are they're in a rebuilding process. Um, the Arizona Diamondbacks are a year removed or two years removed now, I guess from from their playoff run in 2017. So the Coyotes really have a chance in this market to really cement themselves as being the team to watch because um, they're actual contenders this year. And I think people are starting to understand that. And it's incredible because uh, there is, to me, there is nothing like uh, the whiteout, which the Coyotes uh, are famous for. Yeah. I um, love that. Not only during the days of Chuck and Ronick at America West arena at the old building, but when they did it again here at the Beanie of the, of the last decade, um, it was incredible. Like it's just everybody all dressed in white um and you're familiar with it I'm sure from seeing the Winnipeg Jets in the playoffs the last couple of years too but mm-hmm. it's just everybody embraces it and uh, I think once the season now moves into the second half of the season uh I think more more and more Coyotes fans are going to come kind of come out of the woodwork and uh and this this city can become a uh, a hockey city which is awesome
0: it is awesome I mean like I'm I've always been kind of, like, anti-desert expansion, just because I think it's, like, it doesn't make any sense. But (laughs) it is fun. It is nice to see a team like the Coyotes that has been, like I said, for as long as I've been watching hockey, kind of just, like, a team that exists to spend the cap floor and just kind of be there and not really do anything. Mm -hmm. It's kind of cool to see them finally come into something, like you said, under the leadership from, what's-his-face, Chayka, um, John Shrike, yeah. yeah, it's 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 nice to see it happen and it's fun for people like you, I guess, who are hockey fans living in a non-traditional market to kind of get your thing to become the fun thing that everyone cares about. It's super cool.
1: Oh, yeah, it's it's definitely cool. Like I wasn't I mean, I'm born and raised here in Arizona and um I uh, I wasn't a hockey fan when I was younger at all. I didn't <laughs> become a hockey fan until Until I didn't become a hockey fan until I went to my first game, which was when I was a teenager. And so once I went to my first game, I was like, holy crap, this is, this is cool. I get you every time, right? Yeah.
0: Going to a game gets you every time.
1: Yeah. And then, so just kind of built up from there. And, you know, I think that's something that I I think the Coyotes know. And so I think their, their main goal is like, if you come out to our arena, you're going to have fun. You're going to be watching a winning hockey team and you're going to get hooked. And uh, I think you'll see that because like John Trike has built the roster to not just be good this year, but they're going to be good for years to come. And that, I'd say that with or without Taylor Hall, I don't, granted, I've been on the record for the last couple of weeks. I don't think Taylor Hall is going to resign in Arizona. Yeah. Um, they uh, just cause of their cap situation. Like you said, they're a cap team already. Um, they'd have to make a lot of movement around and to play to pay a player, Ten plus million dollars a year is a lot to ask any team to do, and unless your name is Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews, uh, ten million dollars is a lot, a lot to give a player.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, that said, like maybe if this team goes on a deep run, Taylor Hall might fall in love with Arizona. Weather's nice there.
1: Uh, yeah, I think that's that's kind of I think that's the hope I think, but um, I that's, that to me that's the only way they'll get him to come back is if, if they go to, like, a Western Conference final and they're like, hey, listen, uh, we were this close to winning a championship this year. You come back, we're going to win the Stanley Cup in the next two years.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can, you never know what will happen. These guys make weird decisions sometimes, so who knows? Right. Okay, and so the last thing I'm going to ask you, like I said, is for you to give me a shot in the dark final score prediction for this game. <laughs>
1: All right, so the last time these teams played, the final score was three to one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, for the most part this year, the Cowboys have been a team where the games tend to be around that five goals like area total because their their goaltending is so good. Um, granted, they scored uh, four goals against uh, against Anaheim, but uh, again, that's the Anaheim Ducks, so. Yeah. Um, I I'll probably take like I said earlier, all the signs to me just point to the Flyers coming out on top in this game. Um, I don't know who's starting in net for the Coyotes as of right now. Auntie Ranta has been the guy over the last uh, six games or so, I believe, playing a couple back-to-backs. Um, so I don't know if they want to give him that much work and continue to play him, or if they want to spell him and give current backup Aiden Hill a, a shot to get the start. Um, but again. Simply because the Flyers are uh, one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference and the Coyotes are not good at home this year, I'd, I'd say the Flyers win this game in a close one, similar to what it was back in Philadelphia. It's going to be one of those games that's, uh, you know, where you're not going to see 40 shots on goal from both teams. So I'll go 3-2 to two Philadelphia. Uh, hopefully I'm wrong, but uh, that's, I'm going to go with that for now.
0: 3-2 Philly. Okay. I, I'm i finding it hard to believe that this team's going to turn around this horrible, horrible Western road t- trip um, before coming back east. So I'm I'm going to say 3-2 Arizona, actually.
1: Oh, okay. I'll,
0: I'll do that. Yeah. So you go 3-2 <laughs> Flyers. I'll go 3-2 Arizona. We'll see which of us is a total jinx.
1: right now i am yeah i am famous among the uh the contingent around here in arizona for something i like to call the richie jinx which is basically every time i predict something uh whether it be on air or on twitter uh it basically uh i jinx it like 90 percent of the time <laughs> um, So maybe I'm like trying to secretly like reverse Jinx. Reverse Jinx. Here, but we'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I respect it. I respect the strategy. It's it's not a bad one because I'm nearly always wrong as well. Um, but I usually end up picking the flyers anyway. So sometimes right. I'm just like I get. Sometimes I get the winner right, but the score is almost never right. But right. um, maybe you will reverse Jinx. I don't know. Or maybe you'll uh not reverse Jinx and then we'll win. It'll be nice. Right. Finish been a while since the flyers have done good hockey so we'll see what happens but um it <laughs> should be a fun game nonetheless i think out there in arizona i'm just looking up the time because i'm a true professional i forgot what time this game was 8 p.m <laughs> 8 p.m on saturday we've got the coyotes and the flyers richie thank you so much again for hanging out with us this was great
1: thank you Kelly. it was a blast awesome. um hopefully tomorrow's fun and uh, yeah, anytime. I don't know if the Cowboys and Flyers play again for the rest of this
0: no, season. No, we've done our two. Um, yeah, we have all Oh, upset. this is it. Not yeah. until the Stanley Cup Final. But yeah, <laughs> let's let's talk again in the Stanley Cup Final. Let's do it. Yeah, perfect. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thanks, Richie. Enjoy the game.
1: Yeah, appreciate it. All right, go Flyers.